Metropolis City. How are you doing? I am fine. Thank you for asking. Happy New Year, a new year, a new you, and the same old us. My name is John, and I'm here to bring you another episode of the People's Pitch Podcast, the official podcast of your Minneapolis City Soccer Club. As always, well, always except for one time, I am joined by the Nathan Morales. Nate, happy new year, good sir. How are you doing? Do you have a resolution? Yeah, man. Happy new year to you. I do have a resolution. This is the year that uh, I'm making my push, I'm going pro. Yep, I'm gonna start learning how to play soccer, <laughs> drop about 30 pounds, and I'm gonna go pro, man. It, I can do it. I think uh, there's a roster spot open somewhere for me. Uh, my resolution is to make sure that doesn't happen. <laughs> Mostly for your heart. I don't want your heart to explode. <laughs> um, uh, but yes, the new year is here. Um, it's coming. The New Year's Eve is coming gone. Um, and we got a lot of new toys to play with this year at Minneapolis City Headquarters, which we'll talk about, Nate. We have yeah, a new we have a new stadium. We have new player signings. Um, we have a new player in studio for a little visit today, and we have new information on the final tryout. If you if you're interested in becoming a crow this year, we can talk through um, through that. So it's a big it's a big year, man. It's a really big year. Um, but you know, first off, let's get to let's get to the stadium announcement. Um, we were finally able to announce our new home is Edor Nelson Field on the campus of Augsburg College in Minneapolis. Um, first off, big thank you to Minneapolis South. So like without South, like we don't have a field to play last year and yeah. we like don't have a team. So everyone kind of joke about like how like shitty the stadium was and I, I, I kind of liked it. Um, it was very much so us, but um, you know, I'm sure the the, fo- the the fellow that we have in studio today can attest that the field was terrible, but they're redoing it. They're, they're redoing it yep. and maybe we go back in the future, but right now it didn't suit us. We talked about um, uh, briefly, you know, if you read any of the articles about it, we talk about like our, we never lost on turf this past year. So like, let's play on turf. Yeah. Let's keep it going. Um, but we have to, for sure, you know, we, we're going to miss the barnyard. Um, before we get into things about the new field, Nate, tell me your favorite moments about the barnyard. <laughs> My favorite moments about the barnyard. Well, you know, it's a high school stadium, so beer was not allowed. <laughs> and yet, uh, there are a couple times when the real angry lady janitor would come up and start complaining to me that she's finding Kansas Summit. Are you Kansas sure it was Summit. a she? Oh, I'm pretty sure. She's finding Kansas Summit in all the garbage cans. In every garbage can, and I was, you know, including probably our garbage can, so I'd always just tell her, like, oh, yeah, well, I'll just, uh, you know, talk to some people. Basically, it's like, I can't control what people do, lady. We can't control what people do, but yeah. <laughs> I can't control what I do, yeah. lady, lady, when I'm drinking beer in the barn. <laughs> um, any other any other moments? Uh, no, man, I think just, uh, you know, I just love the vibe, when it, how open it was, and it was like we're throwing a huge... Kind of outdoor party every every time we had a home game with the music blasting and people coming in through the gate and that was cool. Just totally the buffalo the buffalo the buffalo based food truck was yeah. my favorite food truck. Also, just like the random the random like statue of a tiger that was missing a tail. Like <laughs> <laughs> someone saw that tail. Someone off saw the tail off. Yeah. Um, you know, we talked about a bunch. You mentioned a couple of things. We talked about a bunch of things in the year end podcast. Um, but I have two things that. I thought were pretty incredible. One you were part of, and one it was me going solo. The first one was um, we did the live podcast from practice uh, when we positioned ourselves like perfectly behind a shooting drill. That was really stupid. <laughs> um, but we were right by the fence, and the lady walked up and was like, "Hey boys, what y'all doing over there?" As we're like out talking, on, and we're like just podcast. She's like, "Sweet, cool," and then just walked by. Like, all right, lady. All right, lady. Thanks. You want to be on? Um, and the second one was. Um, this is a new one. So in the school parking lot, the last for the last game against Crapids, um, <laughs> I had pulled in and a gentleman stopped me. Um, he wasn't wearing the best clothing, um, but he stopped me and and told me that um, today's today's event was three dollars to park, and I was the only car there. Yeah. So it was like uh, I'm like I'm good, man, and I just drove by him. 
So good on that guy for trying to make a buck. That's like, like that's like a Costa Rica con. Yeah. It's like if you go to the beach in Costa Rica, there's these like little homeless guys that are little homeless ticos with like fake vests and like a stick and a stray dog, yeah. and they're like. They'll watch your car for a dollar. Yeah. They'll watch your car. Like, keep an eye on it. I guarantee no one's breaking that car. No. Except for that guy. <laughs> He'll watch the inside that's and like, the outside. Oh, man, like, that's like an insurance plan. Like, I'll pay the dollar and make sure that you don't break into it. I'll pay the dollar for you to see the inside of my car and take all my shit. Mm. Um, so that, that was one that I thought was funny. Um, but once again, thank you so much. Um, all joking aside, without South, we wouldn't have had a home. Um, so our new digs. As mentioned, it's... Um, on the campus of Augsburg College in, in Minneapolis, um, Edor Nelson Field was built in 1984. So we got some history there still. Um, not, I don't know, remember when the barnyard was, remember the barnyard? Old. Old, yeah. Um, <laughs> old. Um, it was uh, the first artificial surface installed came from the Pontiac Silverdome in 1984. What? Yeah. No. Fun fact. Recycled turf. Yeah. A- actual AstroTurf. Oh. Um, so, and it literally lists on the internet, the last AstroTurf brand surface was used from 93 to 2004 um, when they went field turf. And oh, then so. they recently redid the field turf two years ago. So the surface itself, I've played on it, and it's, it's pretty new. So uh, that's pretty nice. But it was named after Mr. Edor Nelson. Interesting name. Yep. A native of Dawson, Minnesota. I have no idea where that is. Where? Um, Edor Nelson um, earned uh, Augsburg Athletic Hall of Fame honors for both as a student athlete and a coach. As an athlete, he was a multi-sport star in football, basketball, and baseball. Um, didn't play soccer, probably because it didn't really exist around then in the United States. Kind of. Um, he served his country in World War II. Good for him. Thank you. Um, including six months of imprisonment in a German prisoner camp. So, like, that's pretty badass. Why don't you come into our place named after a guy who survived a German war camp? What high school do you play at, sir? Yeah. Um, but he returned to the United States, earned his master's degree at the University of Minnesota in 1947, and he taught and coached for three years, um, which I assume is high school in Lamberton, Minnesota. I'm also assuming it's probably pretty close somewhere to Dawson. I didn't really do didn't fact check that one. <laughs> um, uh, and he returned to Augsburg in 1946, where he coached football from 47 to 69 and baseball from 46 to 79. Also coaching hockey and wrestling at Augsburg for a short time in the 50s. So literally this guy did everything but coach the sport that we're going to be playing there. So, yeah, that's all right. It's but, a football stadium. Right. So um, good for him. Did a lot of good things. Now we know like, Edor yeah. Nelson. She, cheers to Edor Nelson. <laughs> John, I'm super pumped for, this, for the new stadium, mostly because... Uh, it's in such a great neighborhood. Like I, I couldn't really be more excited for this. I think it's something that we were missing at South. Um, there are just so many great places for supporters to go beforehand that are just blocks away to get warmed up. I mean, you're talking about the Nomad, where we've hung out before. Um, the Acadia, which is a sweet beer bar that's been around forever. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite, Jimmy John's. Uh, as well as, the, I guess there's some early chatter amongst the citizens that they're going to be hitting up the Viking Bar. Yeah. The new, remodeled Viking bar? I have not been. Yet. I have not have been you? either, but I think we need to go on a fact-finding mission. It looks point. awesome. It looks like a looks like someone took all the um, dirt off of the inside of the Briar Lake Bowl. Like all the you know, like the all the old like retro kitschy stuff is there, but it looks clean and nice and new. Nice. Um, but in addition to all those watering holes, of course, in the area, we're gonna have the food trucks there. Um, there's a Murphy Square Park right across the street where you're gonna be tailgating, and that's gonna also stand as our location for all the kids camps free camps that we do Correct. for the home game matches so that's cool and they have a press box so we might have uh, we might have access to that uh, so we won't be stuck in a shed this year so that's pretty good and it sounds like you've had uh, some conversations with the with the athletic director she's maybe gonna let us into the she's gonna create an owner's box for us well no I said to her on Twitter <laughs> she's like this is sweet like this uh, on our announcement and I was like you can sit next to me in the owner's box the first game. And then it was like the chatter back and forth ended with like, no, actually we don't have one, but you can, I'll sit next to you if you want me to, like we can hang out. <laughs> so, um, so it's pretty cool. Um, I think we have to give ma- uh, massive props to the men's uh, soccer head coach, uh, Greg Holker, very instrumental in helping us figure it out. I think it's going to be a great surface for us. Um, like we said, it's turf, um, you know, those fast wingers we, we signed. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and we just play better on it on a better surface. So you know we we we, we trained on turf and we're already playing on turf. So might as well might as well keep that ball rolling. Yeah. So Edor Nelson, come on down, get your tickets. 
That's all I got. <laughs> all right. So we got the new stadium, man, and now we get now we just need players to uh, play in it, you know. And it sounds like you've been doing a pretty good job of that. We've got some signing announcements that we need to make that we want to talk about. There's uh, some big news on on our front. See, feels like we're signing players much faster than Minnesota United. And uh, I feel pretty good about that. Yeah, well, we don't have a draft. We, we don't have a draft. We also don't have a budget. And I'm sure there's a lot of money that's getting thrown around on, on their side. If there was a draft, I would, I would, in my first pick, would be 30-some-year-old Nate Morales in his pre-pro contract. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, everyone's got to start somewhere. Yep. So our first signing we want to announce, of course, is Goose. Uh, you and I talked to him on the podcast a few weeks back, and the Birdman is back. Baby, um, when we talked to him, he was on the fence. I remember popping up what I thought was a softball question, like, so you're coming back to City next year? And he kind of hemmed and hawed, and he wasn't too sure about it. Um, but we know now that it really wasn't his entirely his call. Right. Uh, what was what was really the deciding factor to get Goose to put pen to paper and sign with us? It was his coach saying it was okay. Yeah. So that really, really was it. We talked to him, like you said, on the podcast, and he was like, I'm all in, but I got to talk to my coach. Yeah, when you're, when you're a D1 athlete, you've got... Yeah, a boss. you know, and um, with him going to like a really high profile school like Indiana and the program, like they have a, like a list of teams and like coaches, friends that they would prefer you go to where we've talked about before. Like if you can afford a kid an opportunity to play in the same league that maybe a team closer to school is, I know you can keep an eye on them. You can have them, you know, hit in the weight room, maybe more like we're doing that, the off season program mm-hmm. at your school. But if you have, they have the ability to do the off season program and then go home, you know, that's, that's something that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, um, that's kind of what we talked about a little bit and it was like, don't let him come back hurt. And I was like, that's what our plan is. So when he got hurt, it wasn't our fault. Was it? No, he, he got, got hurt. In some yeah. And yeah. then, I mean, he got, he got kicked quite a few times by grown ass men with us. So, yeah. um, but no, it, it was basically a coach's decision. So, uh, we're glad to have him back. Um, you know, as we are with all of our players, but this one was, um, was good because, um, when he went down, we lacked something on our, on our wing mm-hmm. that he only, he had. Yeah. And that's kind of what I was saying is, uh, you know, that's still an empty spot on the roster. Even, even though we're adding guys like, uh, you know, hopefully the Brown brothers together, we're adding, uh, uh, Willis and stuff, but we're, we're still trying to build that attack mm-hmm. for next year. Will Kidd is in, um, and he kind of filled in pretty nicely on the wing, uh, you know, in the second half of last season. But do you see Goose more, more? or less successful in this new league under our new system. Like, I'm not, I don't really know what the plans are, but we've got the turf field, we've got a new league with different players. Is Goose gonna be just as successful as he was last year? I think so. I mean, the the players on our team aren't really that different. We've just added to them. So I don't see him, you know, falling the wayside of like, oh, we're gonna build this whole new system of how to play. I think we're gonna maybe tighten it up in a few areas. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be successful. Like he has has these he has these intangibles that you can't teach, and not every player has them. So, I mean, it's it's on him to be successful with what he's got. So I I don't think we're gonna have a problem with him uh, marauding the sideline and taking on defenders. I don't expect him to be putting in a huge shift back on the defensive end all the time. I want him to score goals and get forward. But um, yeah, I think it's gonna be be great. And let's see him tear up the local rivals that seem to think that they can hang with us. (laughs) So I also am pumped to see him tear up the new the new turf and the new rivals. Let's tear it up. Just like do well on it. Yes, we need to come back maybe next year. Uh, so <laughs> the other, the other signing that we uh, that we that we announced in the last couple weeks that I'm, I don't know as much about, but he comes with a, a small degree of pedigree is uh, Dan O'Brien, and this guy is a Mounds View grad, so obviously local, true to our true to our mission. Yep. He played at Coastal Carolina, and then he finished his college career at UW Green Bay, which uh, starts the uh, starts the legacy, a long line of Minneapolis City players to attend UW Green Bay. Yes, so many Phoenix. Yep, as so far as the eye can see. Feeny eye. He popped around in soccer for a little bit with the menace. He played in Des Moines. I uh, played with the Thunder before uh, before he spent some time in New Zealand, which is kind of crazy. And then he finished his pro career with the Tampa Bay Rowdies in 20, uh, 2012. What has this guy been up to for four years, and where did you find him? So he was playing with Minnesota United Reserves. So that's how we initially found him. Um, Coaching. But yeah, like we haven't had enough of that, right? Um, well, they don't have a reserve team right now, so yep. technically. 
free agent, right? Yeah. Um, but no, uh, I've known about Dan O'Brien for a couple of years now, um, both from people I played men's league with and people who play with him with United Reserves. So um, that's kind of how it came about. We offered him a, a spot on our Open Cup roster when we were building that. Um, had some obligations with United that he was kind of going after and then uh, chose to go that route. Then when that kind of didn't work out very well, he came back and trained with us during the Open Cup. So yeah. he's been with us for you know quite a few months now and was going to be added to the Open Cup roster when we expanded. So. Sweet. What kind of role do you see him playing uh at Minneapolis City. Well, we have like a a nice if you got like think about like a quarterback room, like a nice like central midfield room. Yeah. We have a couple different types of center midfielders that have signed with us so far. So you have uh, Ian, Steve, we talked to last week. You got Samo, you got Wexler, um, you got AJ who can also play center back, um, and then you have Dan O'Brien. Um, and not to mention the guy like Coleman who could also play in that role. Mm -hmm. So you have like all these guys that can kind of fit in that role. So it'd be a coach's decision to figure out who plays there. Think I'll have to make that decision. Yeah. Uh, I just give you the, the tools, Adam. You can you can figure out how to use them. <laughs> but I see Dan as kind of being that um, that veteran presence that we kind of had with Wexler um, in the midfield last year, but another person who's played at a high enough level who we can lean on with some of the younger guys. So it's good to see him like um, he's a similar playing style to a guy like Ian, but Ian is a sophomore in college. So it's like you kind of see like um, Ian can look at his, his play and see like the how he advances on top of the skill sets that Ian has. Um, and also he can be a mentor to the guys who are looking at taking it to the next level. Like, what do I need to do now that I'm playing in the MPSL and I'm a sophomore junior in college? Like, can you help me out with that? Yeah. But I think a lot of it's going to be him working his ass off like he normally does when I see him play um, to earn a spot because like everybody on the team, like no one's given a, a spot. Everyone's got to earn it, including anyone we talk to. Mm -hmm. So he's the type of guy who, who will, will will put in the work and make it, you know. And um, you know, I, I saw good good things from him. Um, but like the next person we're going to talk about, someone that's going to elevate the experience level in our locker room, yeah, which is good. Veteran presence. Yeah, and it's funny too because the the Bavarians coach texted me or emailed Dan and I and said, "Hey, like sweet model." Build a spine full of uh, old wily veterans well, and, put, and and fill fill yeah, them around with it's with like young kids. And, our podcast. Yeah, he's like he's like uh, build a spine full of uh, wily veterans and then fill fill in the gaps with a bunch of young kids who do all the work. Yeah, and I was like, that's that's the only thing I know, man. It's all I, it's all I know. Uh, but joking aside, it, we you need those players, mm -hmm. and if we can afford an opportunity for not only a college guy to play at a high level, but also a guy who's may finish with that part of his career, still can play at the high level. It's a good mixture of, of both, and I don't see like Duluth coming up with a guy who played for in the NASL. No, right? like I don't. I, yeah, I don't see you know like it's going to be hard pressed for some of the teams we're playing against to to even draw players like that. So it's great to have them in, in our camp and not theirs. Yeah, speaking of players that our competition is not going to come close to recruiting the caliber of, let's talk about Brian Coleman. Okay. Because this is the one that really kind of broke the internet when we announced it last week. Yeah, I got a little chatter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, kind of some people were thinking like, are, is this for real? Are we getting pumped? Is, are we dreaming? Um, because Dan isn't really the only the only savvy veteran that he landed this offseason. You, you landed a whale. You caught a whale here, John. Uh, Brian Coleman, he's a Woodbury grad, again, local. Uh, he played at Jacksonville, and he finished his college career at Creighton, which we know is a great, great program. I think he might have won a national title there, too. Yep. And that was before going pro. So this guy, he, he came home and played only in Minnesota as a pro um, for his career, whether it's with the Thunder until they folded, and then he played for Minnesota United for five years. Uh, and now he is... Hours somehow, like, <laughs> like United decides they don't need him around anymore, and he he falls right into our lap. Um, and he's got great soccer pedigree. You're gonna know his name um, because his brother, of course, Brent, also plays played plays for United. That's kind of a whole limbo situation as well. And his sister uh, Casey is that uh, women's national call up who uh, play for the U. Yeah, she's a college standout, right? She's just a she's just a, a boss too. So that whole family is... Uh, they might even have another one, too. There's, Somewhere. There's, there's six of them, John. Yeah. There's six of them. And they're all just good at soccer. Yep. Good uh, for you, Mr. <laughs> and Mrs. Coleman. <laughs> just, <but> pumping out, <laughs> just pumping out ballers. So for people out there wondering, like, how the hell did we land a, a Minnesota United player? Not just like an ex-United player that we, that we pulled out the scrappy. Like, this guy came right from Minnesota United, uh, right to Minneapolis City. And it's a lesson 
for the kids out there. You have to follow every lead with persistence. 100%. Because uh, you got him off a Twitter conversation. Yes. So he, it basically went like this. Um, he was a rookie the year that Dustin Brandon, who helped me coach the Open Cup team and plays on our, my Stegman's team, um, when he it, he was in his last year of playing with the Thunder. So Founder he, and owner of Talisman Caps? Yeah, founder and owner of Talisman Caps. Go to talismancaps.com, buy hat. <laughs> You're welcome, Dustin. Um, and so they knew each other. And when we won the Open Cup game, he tweeted at Dustin and said, like, if you need another player, let me know. And it was kind of a half-hearted, like, joke, whatever. And then we took that and, like, brought it in-house. It was like, maybe we can get this guy. So we went and we sent him a note. We're like, hey, like, do you want to play? We can uh, augment our roster in the next round. Come on out. And then he came out and played the University of Minnesota in a friendly that we had with them. And we're like... Bro's still got it. Like, still good at soccer. All right. Like, do you want in on this? And then when it came time to talk about the summer, I just simply asked him, like, what are your plans for the summer? And he's like, I don't have plans. He he runs a fitness and kind of coaching, a supplemental coaching academy for, mm-hmm. for kids, um, anyone up to, up to college age. So he, it's not like he's just sitting around doing nothing this summer or he hasn't been doing anything. He's like, oh, I'm just a... I'm not playing for United anymore. I'm just going to sit around and do nothing. No, he's been like really active in the community, which is great for us because our whole thing is about local and community. So it really fit in nicely that, um, you know, we can not only connect with him as a player and give him a, a place to play. He's local. He's well-known. You know, um, people are going to recognize the name. It's going to maybe bring a few new fans out and see how great of a product we put out there yeah. because we're not United. Um, and we're also going to have the opportunity, you know, through kind of our philanthropic efforts to help his company out right like what would be better than sending a few players to help train some of his his kids Mm -hmm. uh, for you know for free because they're 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 helping out those kids that maybe didn't have the ability to have that coaching so that's basically how it started and he's like i'm in you know i i you know i'll be completely honest i had to chase him down a little bit and remind him that i sent him a contract and i needed him to sign it just like all the players yeah there's only a few players uh one who we'll talk to in a moment who like signed it right away and sent it back was like i'm all in uh, a lot of the guys are like i'm all in and then i don't hear from him for like three weeks so i had to i had to chase some guys down but uh and he was one of them like everyone else so um we're glad to have him in and um i'm sure you have a lot more questions yeah add, so ask me I think I just want to make it clear that this isn't like uh, kind of the situation where we're getting a guy at the end of his career, like uh, no. like when we re-signed Kevin Garnett. We're like, remember when the Twins signed Chili Davis? No, because he lived in Milwaukee. Yeah. Anyway, uh, like that kind of stuff. Where yeah. We're you know finding basically all-star caliber players. Jim told me situation. Anyway, um, this guy's 32, right? But he's still crushing it out there. Well, 32 doesn't mean old in soccer. Right. Usually between like. 28 and 35 is your prime, mm-hmm. which I think United really fell down not bringing him back. And I don't know what happened, I don't, any of that stuff. I don't really care to know because it's, it's, I don't really care. Um, he plays with us now. But like seeing him play, you know, and, I mean, he trains for a living. Like, he's active for a living. So he's not out of shape by any means. And he's still good at soccer. It's like if you're a new franchise in a new league – much like us, much like United, you'd build around a guy like this in your inner core because of the fact that they're good at soccer and they're local and they draw fans and they, they will fight for the team that is from their city or their state that's on their chest. Like That's why we built Minneapolis City for all these guys from Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So really the stars just aligned for us bringing in a guy like him and any other guy like him who wants to, wants to consider playing would be open to as well in the future. Sweet. So this guy... Brian can slot in anywhere along the spine that we just talked about, whether it's center back, CDM. <laughs> he played even, forward. Yeah, even more <laughs> traditional center mid. Like, uh, what kind of flexibility does that offer the coaches when they're setting the lineup, but also on the field when you're making adjustments? I think it, it the flexibility on the on the fly is easy because you don't have to like tell the guy what to do. Um, you know, last last week. In uh, our, our Wednesday um, training, we switched to different. I was coaching one of the teams so that Adam could coach the other team, um, and he wanted me to kind of put some players in in different positions. I had made some suggestions of, "Hey, take a look at a guy here um, or a guy there," and and I said, "You know, I'll take those guys. I'll take this team, and then I'll slot all those guys in, and then you can take a look at them for the future." Um, and he's like, "What are you gonna do with Brian?" I was like, "Well, I'm gonna play him in a defensive central midfield role in front of the back four." 
and then we had two two defensive center midfielders in front of the back four, and then later on we switched to a three five two. So then I moved him up top mm-hmm. with the other forward. So it was like he and Whitney Brown were playing up top together. So it's like thunder and lightning, right? Like, <laughs> um, but he was able to just slot up there as soon as someone told him the adjustment, and he didn't have to. You don't have to worry about like, oh, where am I supposed to go? You know, like it's just a lot. All of our players know how to switch formation, but it just. You just had a sense of security, like, all right, our back three knows what they're doing. He's the only person who's really moving out of the role up to a different p- position. Yeah. Um, we're fine. We're, we're totally fine. Well, so it's a different ask, too. Like, uh, yeah. you know, it's a different ask to say, hey, why don't you just slot over to, to the other side of, you know, to, to left back instead of right back versus, like, you're on a totally different side of the field now and you need to know everything that goes along with it. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, recognize yourself in space up there and things like that. Yeah, and he he's just a good soccer player, and he he's got that instinct. He's got the instinct, and he scored like a banger of a goal, um, which I think next week we're gonna talk more about how the winter trainings went. Yeah, um, we'll talk more about that later. But um, and he just plays hard. Like he misses a shot and swears after he, like any other guy on the team, and he just worked hard. He didn't come in and he didn't. You know, beat his chest like I'm this guy who everyone should know. Given just played soccer and worked hard, and I noticed that from the minute he played with us against the the U, he, I played him at center back. Like a guy like that, like if it were me and someone was like, "You're gonna play center back," I'd be like, "I don't know if I really want to do this." Because like, <laughs> <is it>, like <laughs> seriously, I would have been like, uh, "Okay, I'll do it for like ten minutes and then find someone else to play that." But he went back there, he played hard, and then I moved, and then I know I knew he wanted to move up the field, so I moved him up, mm-hmm. and he worked even harder. It's just like so, I saw it then that he wants to give his all and and potentially you know like give his all for another team in the same state that he grew up in. Yeah, man. He hasn't left Minnesota yet. Nope. So the big question that I'm sure soccer minds around the region are asking is why why would a guy like Brian with some years left, like you've said, decide to play for little old us at NPSL Club? But I'm going to say, why not, John? I'm going to defend our honor. Why not? Yep. Families happen, man. You know, you, get, you grow up, life happens, uh, life goes on, but you still want to get out there and kick some ass sometimes. Mm-hmm. So who better than with us? Right. I think the one thing he wrote in the article that um, 55 One did on him was that um, his son only knows his brother as playing for United because he's old enough now to kind of get it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and he sees him walking around the house with like Coleman United gear on. And it's like, oh, Uncle Brent. And it's like, no, I played for the team. <laughs> Uncle, yeah, that's my team. I was there first. <laughs> um, but he mentioned like, it'd be great to have my son come to a game and like at a big enough stage for him to understand like dad dad still got it yeah which is awesome (laughs) so what about brian's game are you most excited for Uh, i think just he doesn't quit on any like i saw him chase down whitney brown on into like a meaningless 6v6 last week and it was like whitney still scored but it was like a 15 yard difference where he had to like catch the guy who's like one of the fastest guys i know and just the effort he put in in a 6v6 drill was like, that's what I'm looking for. Like, he just wants to play soccer and he want, and like he doesn't know their speed, but on. So this isn't one of those situations where it's like, yeah, I'm going to play when I have a free weekend or, you know, that kind of thing. No, like, he's all in. He's all in. All in. First one to RSVP every time I send out a, a, information, like, yeah, he's all in. That's that's awesome. And that's, you know what, the, it's also kind of a level of professionalism, like how seriously he's treating it, it yeah. sounds like, that... Probably carries over from his days as a pro. Well, and what are we? We're professionally amateur, Nate. That's right. That's right. So I want to mention that uh, that Brian he has his coaching credentials. It's something yeah. that was mentioned in the fifty five one article. Yep. Um, and he teaches camps for a living, like you said. Is this a guy that's really going to be? If if everything goes well, that's kind of poised to be part of our organization for years to come in different capacities. Once he once he hangs up his boots. I mean, that'd be great. Like I mentioned, partnership, maybe from our, our charitable standpoint, where we can help out his organization or however we can work with him on it. We're not looking for him to be like a, a technical director of coaching or whatever, but right. we'd love to have him in the organization at whatever capacity, whether it's playing or it's helping out with anything that we have. You know, just like anyone who's involved in it, I want to have you involved in the organization as long as possible. That's, well, thanks, man. <laughs> so, uh, on to players that, uh, that that are new to the team, past players that are new to the team. On to a player that is returning to the team from last year. Yes. Um, one of my favorite things we do in this podcast, Nate, is have people in studio. Mm-hmm. Um, and as people may have figured out, sometimes Nate and I do it via Skype because life happens and we want to keep 
you guys having entertainment. Um, but uh, it's better to be in studio for us, and it's better to have people in the studio. Yes. Um, and I, I'm going to assume that you like it as well, Nate, um, when we're both in studio. But on top of it, when we have a player come join us, it like turns things up to 100 at City Headquarters. So today, we are fully 100. 100 emoji. Yeah, 100 emoji <laughs> with underline. As we have a guy in here who was a member of um, the team last year, and since we're um, NPSL North, this guy really can't be any further north in school. Yeah. Um, so uh, please welcome uh, <laughs> defender Kevin Richard Hoof. Mr. Hoof, may I call you that? Yes, of course. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, how you doing, man? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, school's good. The season went all right. Didn't go as well as I wished, but uh, it was a really educational season. We had about 22 freshmen, so it was a pretty Dang, young team. Out of how many guys? Uh, we like rostered 30, about 30. 30, yeah. yeah. And there was one junior, um, 22 freshmen, and the rest were sophomores. So. Well, uh, there's a couple of questions we'll get into a little bit more about the program. But last summer, you came to us late, um, kind of as a more of a late season contributor. Like, mm -hmm. came in, um, did some time with Stegmans. And I know you asked, like, can I play Stegmans again? It's fun, right? Oh, yeah. I love Stegmans. Yeah, love it's, the super, guys. it's super fun. Um, but you really started to come on as a contributor of the team um, as, as kind of the, the end of the season. But... Um, that means that there wasn't a ton of time for fans really to get to know you. So tell us a little bit more about yourself, where you grew up, maybe the high school you went to, okay. um, any information like that. All right. Uh, I've grown up in the same household my entire life. Haven't moved anything. Uh, I went to Maple Grove High School. Um, basically at the age of, in fifth grade, however old that is, I decided I want to play soccer the rest of my life. Every other sport was basically irrelevant to me. I did the same thing. Yep, didn't enjoy it. So soccer was really the only thing I was focused on. And still is. I love everything about it. Um, I'm going to school. My major is neuroscience. What are you going to do with that? I, I don't know, honestly. I'm still I'm still working on it. But, nice. Uh, are they known for like the sciences? The body uh, sciences? The body sciences? I don't know. My school is pretty, pretty random about things. I'd say environmental <laughs> science is one of the most popular, but uh, they have a really good neuroscience program, nice. one of the best in the U.S. So, nice. so you go to Northern Michigan, which yes. is in Marquette, Michigan, Marquette, on the UP, Michigan. Like yep. way up as far as you can get in up the there. UP. Yeah. Like uh, we said, on the shore of Lake Superior in the Upper yep. Peninsula of Michigan. Tell us about, about the program for those for those of us who've never heard of it. Wildcat soccer. Yes, Wildcat soccer. Uh, we had our inaugural season this uh, fall, this last fall of 2016. It was honestly an honor to be on the team, be a captain. Very educational. Captain Hook. Captain? That explains Huff. all the freshmen too, by the way. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, so I came to school last year, and the second semester I transferred over because his coach said it was a great opportunity and whatnot. So I took it up. Joined and there's only two of us that were there uh, Me and my current roommate right now and then all the guys joined in fall So you literally were a team of two. Yep. We were a team of two for a little bit. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, we just took on the local guys but, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean it was it, we went 5-11 and 2 so wasn't the greatest season, but it wasn't too bad at all We only lost one game by more than one goal. Otherwise, oh, we, we were in every game. That's good. Um, our youth kind of showed not being able to finish out games because we have the lead, then we kind of blow it. But uh, <laughs> that yeah, it was good. It was fun. So what is it. what is life like up there? Because it's uh, it, there's no there's no you are the major city around yeah. the neighborhood, right? Yeah. Um, probably a lot of outdoors, a lot of good skiing, oh, yeah. a lot of good skiing, skiing, skiing snowboarding, yeah. snowshoeing. Yeah, anything snow related, really. Really, I'm yeah. Snow, a lot of snow. I feel like everyone up there is like still a fur trapper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everyone up there is. There's still guys in like in like birch bark canoes that are still catching. You can pay for a gallon ass. of gas with a couple yeah. of pelts. Yep, yep. <laughs> You'd be surprised the things you see. It's pretty cool. I mean, everyone's laid back up there. They're really nice. Nobody cares what you're doing. It's <laughs> like whatever. You do you. I'll do me. I'll stay out of your way. That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah. So like a soccer field. Yeah. Right. So like you said, this last season it was it was the first the first ever for Northern Michigan. Yep. Um, that makes two inaugural seasons in one year. For yeah. You, right? Yeah. Um, what are some similarities that you found in the two experiences? 
Wow. Um, That's not a real question. I'd say they're real journalists, man. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously, <laughs> they were. I'd say they're more different than similar, due to the fact on Minneapolis City we had a lot of older guys who were able to take the younger guys underneath their wing and teach them how to play. Um, I got a lot smarter playing with even Stegmans and uh, Minneapolis City just with I was with these older guys who would tell me, you know, next time you should do this or play quicker or whatnot. Um, whereas, so I was able to take my knowledge from, that I got from Minneapolis City and all those older guys and bring it to Northern Michigan and try to give it to the younger guys there. So that was really sweet. That's pretty cool. So yeah. what was attractive about being part of that first season of a college program like Northern Michigan? You mentioned that you transferred there mm -hmm. in your freshman year, joined the team immediately so you could help build it. Yeah. 50% chance of being captain. Yeah. That's yeah, right. Yes, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. Like, why, uh, what, what went into that decision? Why, why, why decide to just like up and relocate yeah. to the woods? Um, well, to be honest, I really did not like my previous school. And uh, I thought it was just a great opportunity. I was like, you know what? Why not? I'll make a team. I'll make a team mine. Right. I'm, you yeah. know, I'm making history every day when I'm there. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Every day, something new. I'm making history. Uh, constantly breaking records. Yeah, I suppose. Right? Right. <laughs> no record sets. So you're always breaking them. No one so. will ever be the first captain of the team. Yeah. Ever. Just ever. think about that. It's pretty sweet. So, what are your personal goals and your team goals for the for the your last two years in school? So, obviously a national championship, um, but we'll start at the conference championship. We got to win that first to get to the national championship. But I really think building a system and a style of play that will stick with the team further on and kind of make a name for ourselves in the league. I think that's important. I think mm -hmm. um, it's kind of what we're doing with City, right? Yeah. Like we're we established it and we have we. We have a, a system of Twitter and like a brand we yep. built first, and then we have a, a style of play that we're gonna try to build off of from last year to this year. I think that it's really important. Exactly. So you're listed as a center back on your team site, um, but here at City you slotted in kind of as a full back mm -hmm. and a wing player. Uh, what role are you most comfortable in out of those and why? I mean, honestly, for me, I will play wherever I'm getting playing time. I just like to be on the field competing. Uh, there's there, up and downs to both. I like center back just because you kind of can control the field. You get to see everything, you know. Um, you don't get into the attack as much, depending on your style of play, obviously. We played a 5-3-2 up there, mm -hmm. and I was the center of all five, so oh, I, didn't really, I didn't really get into the attack. I just kind of swung it left and right and uh, yelled at everyone to do whatever. <laughs> but uh, I really like outside back because you get into the attack. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, I kind of like to style my play after Philip Lom. Oh, okay. As an outside back, I like this. I love him. He's a great outside back. And uh, it's almost like you're reading our questions. Just keep going. Here. <laughs> yeah, that'll be, that'll be yeah. easy one for later. Um, so in 2014, uh, it was a good year for Minnesota high school soccer. You were Mr. Soccer runner-up finisher behind City teammate Connor Stevenson. Connor Stevenson, yeah. Um, and five players in the City roster were first team All State that year. Uh, what does your generation of Minnesota soccer players bring to City, and, and how important do you think they'll be in the development of the team as we like this year and as we move forward? First of all, you stole my favorite question. Did I? <laughs> That's all right. Sorry. Um, I think that <laughs> us guys really brought a new attitude to the soccer world, and I feel like our generation, this isn't putting the other generations Ah, for anything. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Talking about old generations, like yeah. when I was playing in Ohio and Wisconsin, we played Minnesota. We kicked the living shit out of Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, so Minnesota soccer now. was terrible. It's different. Now. It was terrible. Yeah. So you can say that that you're better. Yeah, now. I, th I, th not that we're okay. We might be better, but I'd say that we're taking it more seriously, and we're kind of sick of the other Midwest teams and the other regions saying, "Oh, Minnesota shit, we're gonna." Like go. I just did. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, you go to regionals and or any tournament outside of the. Uh, outside Minnesota, and teams would love it. Like, oh, we got Minnesota. Easy, easy win. Or Here one of the go. Dakotas, because yeah. everyone shits on yeah, them. Yeah, Dakotas, exactly. We were one of those teams. And I think we were just sick of it. We're like, you know what? No, fuck you guys. We want to be, well, no. We want to be one of those leading states where people are scared of us, you know? And I think that all of us were just kind of pissed off. We had a chip on our shoulder, and we wanted to make Minnesota soccer better. And I think that we will carry that through Minneapolis City because. 
I think even still when people see a Minnesota team there, they don't think it's that good. Yeah, I think there was you know? a shift right around like, I don't know, maybe like right around like 2000 when, mm-hmm. when teams from Minnesota started actually being good. Yeah. And like there was, you know, the, the off team like with the, you know, the Lagoses and yeah. Tony, Sana and those guys. Um, but you're right. I think everything you said about the attitude and it's like a total, it's a different style of play too. It's like mm-hmm. before it was just like big, tall, lumbering idiots, yep. like slogging up and down the field. And now it's like very possession based um, with purpose. Yeah. Um, except for MTA, which is possession based without yeah. purpose. Um, <laughs> it's five yard passes. Yeah, five yard passes. Um, is that something that uh, <laughs> something that I ask a lot of, a lot of guys that I maybe assume incorrectly uh, is that you because you just happen to play in the same year as as other guys that you're going to naturally gravitate towards them and build friendships when you're on a team together. Is that is that not the case? I mean, is that when, like when you travel with, with the city or when you get together you know beforehand or during drills um, with with some guys like Samuel and and oh, Will yeah. and some of these guys that are your age is that something that you kind of gather gather around and you're like hey you know what I remember you I remember you and that's a, a quick easy way to form a bond on the field or is it just like huh? man whoever's there is there yeah um, I mean I've played for a lot of teams and so I know all the guys that are my age and I can go and pass with whoever. But I also know a lot, of, a lot of the older guys, and honestly, I don't really care who I'm passing the ball with as long as I'm getting touches before and just having a good time before practice, and then once we get serious, it's done to, done business. But I'd say it is easier just because you've grown up playing the same teams. You know, you can talk smack about other teams together, or you can say, oh, I, I remember playing you. I hated playing you because of this reason, you know. So you do have that connection, but... I don't know. I like, I like to connect with all the guys on the team. That's cool. So, obligatory veteran influence question, of course. Um, we just talked about signing Brian Coleman mm-hmm. and Daniel Bryan. Um, what is playing with them going to mean to you and add to your game, and how do you hope it's going to help you develop? I mean, I'm really excited to be playing with them because you're playing with someone who has made it, and they're there with you on the training grounds every day. And I think that all of us young guys will be very open-minded and we'll be sponges. Just everything they do, we'll be looking after, taking notes, you know. So I'm excited because I think it's a really good opportunity to become a better player and get to the next level. So uh, I like to ask everyone this question. Um, who's been on the show? <clears throat> we asked Goose. Uh, we asked Ian. Now you're the third player that's mm-hmm. come back from last year. Um, from a player perspective, when you went to school, what did you tell your boys about what you did last summer? Oh my god. And gosh. what was the reaction like? I told when they them I said, had the craziest fans. <laughs> <laughs> they all talk about the fans. They all, yeah. I had the greatest owners of a club and I just Absolutely. had a great freaking time, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh What do you tell them about the fans? Uh, like just the weird crow heads <laughs> and like <laughs> I mean I love the fans. They're they're awesome. They're out there just drinking beers and having a good freaking time, you know. They're I love that atmosphere. I wish we had more of it. And I'm hoping we get more fans this year. I think we are going I, to have more fans. I would this year. I would like more noise and I love the chance. Especially when they're making fun of uh I can't remember who he was, Man but bun. some guy's hair <laughs> yeah, on Crappens. Oh yeah, it was the Man Bun guy. Yeah. yeah. It was hilarious. <laughs> That's what I love, the banter. Sure. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. The, the thing about um, <laughs> about Edor Nelson Field or Stadium or whatever you want to call it, Edor mm-hmm. whatever, um, is that the the stands are only on one side. That's true. And they're more compact. That's good. And the only thing on the other side is the sound barrier that's keeping I-94 sound out. So we're going to get the sound bouncing around that mm-hmm. place. So we do need to make it loud, but yeah. I think we're going to have it. I think we're definitely going to have I it I think we year. will. That's pretty sweet. Uh, so what about playing with City this last summer helped you transition into into your sophomore year at school? Talked about it a little bit, and what, quickly, but yeah. What are you What are you hoping to gain now this summer, your second summer with Minneapolis City, mm-hmm. to go into your junior year? Um, I'm really hoping to gain more soccer knowledge. You know, like I said before, I I felt that I uh, got a lot more soccer intelligence when I played with these older guys. Um, because, I mean, they have experience. And there's you can tell there's a difference between players who've had, mm-hmm. you know, they've already been through college, they've been playing after college, and guys who are just going into college. Mm-hmm. Just with 
simple passes even you know yeah, the way they control or, the ball exactly control the tempo of play yeah you know they have they have a presence on the field which which is something I hope to gain is being able to step on the field every game at Northern Michigan and have a presence you know and I think that I'll gain that from me yeah. that's something I noticed with like Martin Brown and Landy Madison when you know even in the Open Cup game that like yeah. when those guys had the ball it was they were controlling it. It was mm-hmm. so it calm. Was it was so calm, and you right. had no worries about it. Not, exactly. You know that's that's a good point to have, and it's I think it um, specifically like in the conference you're in, you know, like in being the new team, like mm-hmm. and you being that like elder statesman, like you will have organically have that confidence. Yeah. Like I'm gonna ball out today, and we're gonna win, and I hate all of you on the other exactly. team, you know? um, which is great. I love it. I love it. All right, well. Um, now is the time for the famous speed round. Not only the famous speed <laughs> round, the Lupian Automotive speed round. Oh, sponsored, sponsored by Lupian Automotive. Is it a time to upgrade that beater that breaks down all the time? Has your growing family outgrown your hatchback? Who better to call than Lupian Automotive Group? Stop down to Golden Valley and take a car home tonight. Whatever day you're listening, go and take home a car tonight. Um, Whatever country you're living <laughs> from, yeah. Leeds, UK. I don't care where you are, go buy a car. For more information, visit lupientauto.com. Uh, sorry, lupient.com. That would have been bad. L U P I E N T.com. Okay, so, Mr. Hoof, the speed round goes like this I will ask 10 questions. You okay. have to answer the question before I go to the next one. If okay. it gets too long, we'll give you maybe some more hints. All right. um, but you have to do that. Um, and then I'll just keep going as fast as possible. Um, ten questions. Uh, I ask everyone: Do you need water? Do you bathroom break? Okay. I don't think I need it. You good? You I think I'm ready. You good? You I think like, I'm ready. Yeah. I was I was thinking about all these different questions, random <laughs> questions that you could have asked me on the way here. So we'll I see. guarantee you, you will not know some of them. Yeah, uh, probably not. Uh, but you'll give your college try. I will give my best educational neuros- guess. The old neuroscience try. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Number one. What is the first name of the lead character in this holiday movie about a child stranded at home while the rest of his family goes on a trip without him by accident only to have to protect his house from two common burglars trying to steal holiday gifts? Kevin and Home Alone 2 is probably the better one. Okay, so Kevin. Let me write that down. Number two. uh, Undulates like zebras... Tapirs, rhinos, hippos, camels, <laughs> pigs, and horses all share what one trait? They have hooves. So, nice. Kevin. <laughs> Hoof. Interesting. He caught on pretty fast. Yeah, he did. Okay. Um, the next one. What significance do the words in the following statement have to you? Giant lizards invade Atlanta consistently. Oh my gosh. Atlanta. So I'll, I'll say it again. Yeah. Giant lizards invade Atlanta consistently. Gliac. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what is the Gliac? That's my league. <laughs> What's that really stand for? Oh, I couldn't tell. Great you. Lakes. Interactive Great Lakes. Conference. Yep. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did a little research. I figured it'd be Great Lakes for yeah. sure. Um, okay, so <laughs> we talked about number four. You you actually have been doing great on these harder questions. Um, mm-hmm. Unlike some people, the abstract know. questions really stump a lot of these guys. Yeah, yeah. Like we had, we asked Samo to sing what song uh, best describes his playing style, and he couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> he was uh, scared to. No, actually, he did do it. It was Sam Forsgren who couldn't do <clears throat> it. Yeah. Um, oh. All right. So what? We already talked about this. What pro player do you model your game after? So you said Philip Lom. Why? Why is that? Um, Philip Lom, outside back. He's an intelligent left back or a right back. Sorry. You can probably play left too. Uh, yeah, but I mean, he's just a utility player. He can really play anywhere, you know. He uh, plays center defensive mid uh, for Bayern for a little bit and for Germany, and then threw him at outside back when he got older. And right. I mean, he's not the quickest of the bunch, but he's just so smart that he positions himself. Doesn't have to be quick. Right. right. I mean, his individual defending is amazing. So if uh, number five, if you were stuck on a desert island and could bring only one condiment with you for the rest of your life on that island, what would it be and why? That's a good one. There's a lot, you know? Out of all the ones I thought would stump you, not not in this. Are you kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think it was going to be what condiment would you eat on a desert island. Uh, Oh, wow. Um, You know what? I'm going to go with uh, Buffalo Wild Wings wings. Yes! Buffalo sauce. Buffalo wild wings sauce. This is a guy. I love this guy. All right. Uh, What's your favorite soccer moment of all time? 
Wow. Besides putting on a city jersey, we'll, we'll skip that one. You go to second favorite. I mean, there's a lot. Um, one of my favorites, because I watched this live, and this is the first time I really got into watching soccer, was when Zidane headbutted the Italian player. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. I totally forgot about that. That was the, uh, the, the O2 mm-hmm. World Cup or 06? 06. 06, yep. Championship, Italy, France. <laughs> he uh, did the first Panenka. Uh, yeah. That was on Sports Center constantly. Yeah, it was like yeah, it was right awesome. Chest, it, look at right. starter, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's some it was weird good. Spot. It was good. Uh, so, uh, would you rather we do a couple? Would you rather? Oh, okay, okay. Like, Would you rather eat poison ivy or a handful of bees? Oh God, I'm gonna go with poison ivy because I've had a lot of bad experiences with bees. See, to me, that would be death by bee. I would also go with poison <laughs> ivy. Um, what's your favorite formation to play? Definitely not a five three two. Um, honestly, I like a four two three one. Four two three one. Okay. Yep. So also could be a four three three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Attacking a four three three, defending a four two three one usually. Nice. Um, okay, so I know you're a big FIFA guy. Of course. Last summer, uh, a little player get together, saw you handling the sticks. Of course. Who is your go to four star team and why? Four star team. Wow. I, I mean, I they change. It depends on the game, too. It's 2017. Okay, FIFA 17, four-star team. I can tell you mine. Okay, what's yours? Like, mine's Basel. I, oh, I do not know. Yeah, FC Basel. Okay. They're constantly in the Champions League. Yeah. Trust me. Pick up good, the sticks with those squad. guys. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, I can't remember if... I usually go for international if I'm going four-star. Okay. And so, that, that could be it. Yeah, we can do yep. Kentucky International. I didn't specify whether it's club or yep, international. Yep. And I believe Columbia is still a four-star team. Mm-hmm. And they got some quality players. Columbia. Columbia is a good, good okay. coaching team. Um, I would have also ex- uh, accepted Ajax, Hamburg, Boca Juniors, Monaco, Lazio, or Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace, Crystal Palace is a good one, too. Four-star? Yeah. Like that. that makes yeah. no sense. I know, but they're good. They're uh, a good team. Actually, play with Boca Juniors on four-star. Really? Because their captain is Tevez. Mm-hmm. And he, oh, I yeah. forgot about that. And before he went to, to China. Um, okay, so last one. Who are you most excited to play with next summer? Oh, man. That's hard to say, but... You have to pick one. That's the... It, that's... it can be... has to be Minneapolis City. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yes. I mean, I mean it, it makes be, sense. It could be some other guy you play with this summer. Some guy in the neighborhood. It could be a Stegman's guy. I mean, if if we're talking Stegman's... Why don't you pick two? Because okay, I know you want to play Stegman's yes, and Minneapolis Yes, because I love Stegman's. If it's Stegman's... <laughs> Probably Timmy. Timmy, okay. that guy is hilarious. But uh, what if Timmy plays for? Uh, oh, Tim if he plays for City. Uh, City roster too. Yeah, so maybe Tim's the guy that you just want to hang out with this summer. True, I could see that. Um, also, AJ, just because he's a goon. Yeah. <laughs> if, he's just a goon. Uh, Tim Willis, AJ Albers. AJ That's reminds nice. me of like uh, like like a Tom Hardy character, <laughs> like you know yeah. that he's gonna snap at a moment uh-huh. and just mess you up, but yep. otherwise like he's got his hair. Then right? what character yeah. would Tim be? <laughs> yeah, he'll fix his hair after. Tim he's would be it. like the, the the evil Tom Hardy twin. Did you ever see that movie, Legend? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, not because you know it's just like one of them's one of them's like locked down and dapper, and the other one just like flies off the handle. Yeah, just total wild card. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, well, Mr. Huff, thank you so much for coming. We look forward to seeing you ball out this summer. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this is sweet. So if you would like to join Kevin on the field this summer, Minneapolis City is looking to unearth potential new stars of the NPSL. That's the National Premier Soccer League. We play in it. The final chance to try out for 2017 installment of the Crows is coming soon. Uh, As March 2nd, the coaching staff will be giving aspiring players a tryout as they look to build a team and find those last positions for 2017 season. Last year's tryouts yielded a number of first-team players, including Ian Steve Smith, A.J. Albers, Nate Ingle, and development player Chris Riera. Open tryouts are Thursday, March 2nd, from 9.30 p.m. to 11.30 p.m. Uh, at the West St. Paul Sports Dome, 1655 Livingston Avenue, West St. Paul, Minnesota, and the cost to participate is $75. Is that how we ended up with... Steve and AJ and Nate, they, they just came, showed up to trial? Uh, they came to the open trials, yeah. Huh. And then Nate brought... There's a whole bunch of other ones, too. And then Nate brought Matt? Um, no, they kind of all came together. I don't want to throw everyone down there. I, I, keep, like, I want to keep naming names <laughs> off. Yeah, I was just saying, like, Nate and Matt, they were like, yeah. you know, 
at the hip at that point. Joined at the hip at that point. I mean, yes, they both were there. Anyway. Also, Matt Elder. How about that? There you go. There you go. <laughs> so, John, this will do it for us tonight. <coughs> but I'd be remiss to mention that it's a new year. Happy 2017. And Happy you, 2017. And, and if you're out there and it's 2017 and you haven't tried one of the tasty offerings from our gracious sponsor, sponsor Summit Brewing Company, well, you're just a goddamn idiot. Stop disappointing everyone and get down to the liquor store and buy yourself some Summit. It's delicious. Memberships for 2017, they're on sale. You missed the window for the $50 membership. Speaking of disappointing. Yep, speaking of disappointments to me and my family, you if you missed the membership to the $50 membership, well, you can get it for $60. Uh, you get a fancy new membership scarf, which is pretty sweet. We just got ours in the mail. Uh, you get a really cool card, which I think is like the new way uh, yeah, to do season tickets. It's yeah. just like a scan card, yeah. which is the really? future, mm-hmm. and I'm down with that. Uh, and, of course, you get the opportunity to make what we created your own. Or make the team or and go to every game. That's true. And, of course, you uh, you know you get so, so, so much soccer this summer. Do you like helping others, John? I do. I do, too. We all do. If you're looking for uh, a place to make a generous tax-deductible charitable donation, you should consider Minneapolis City. We are a 501c3 that does good on and off the pitch. We provide those less fortunate to have a safe, reliable place to play the beautiful game. Um, We do it every home game. We get on the community during the week. Um, It's a really cool part of our mission. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at mcscpodcast.com at gmail.com you can tweet at us because that's what we're good at at MPLS City SC you can tweet at me at Mexinate you can tweet at John at Johnny Business that's two N's two Z's and two S's do you have a do you have a Twitter Kevin I do you want to shout out Kevin up I could use some more followers alright follow Kevin Hoof a simple at Hoof Kevin Hoof Kevin that's easy Mm-hmm. You lucked out. You didn't have to put a number in there or anything. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like Hoof Kevin 9. <laughs> so that is all for this week. We're going to be back with more discussion around your favorite NPSL team. And uh, we're going to have another personal interview. We're going to have a recap of the winter break training sessions. Uh, you know, it's going to be a, gonna, it's a busy winter, man. Soccer, 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 soccer. It is. Only uh, one month until our anniversary of our first show. Really? Yeah. What are we going to do? I don't know. Maybe wear top hats? <laughs> Lunch. We, we can play some sort of like a Century Club style game yep. where we take shots every minute. And sleep in my house. Okay. <laughs> Do it on a Saturday. <laughs> I am Nate. Of course, this is John. And that is Kevin. And uh, it's snowing outside. So how can we not leave you with a little Go Get em Tiger singing about a Minnesota winter? Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. We got hooked.